0: Hey guys, Zach here. I just wanted to give you a heads up that we uh, ran into some technical difficulties with the audio on this video. Uh, being in the new studio, we're still trying to work out some bugs here and there with the new setup. And so, uh, sadly, that happened on this video. With that said, you can still hear everything. It's a great interview. I had a great talk with Chris. Um It's just that the audio is not quite as crisp as it normally is. So I hope that that will not deter you. Please listen to this, it is so great. And uh, I just want to thank you for your continued support. You guys take it easy. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Salty Saints Podcast. I am Zach, and I'm sitting here with Kristen Parker. What's up?
1: Hey, how are
0: you? I'm good. Uh, this is your, your podcasting debut. It hey,
1: is.
0: How's it feeling? Um,
1: I'm a little nervous,
0: but we're going to be good. Okay, fair game. Uh, so, we're doing a faith story. Yeah. Um, start out by just telling us a little bit about yourself, who you are, what you do, and um, and then we'll, you know, we'll, we'll get to the beginning of, of wherever this journey started and we'll do that in a second, but.
1: Okay. Um, like I said, I'm Chris Parker. Um, I have a husband and three boys and I'm pretty much a stay at home mom. Um, and I homeschool. Um, and I try to say, um, as many times as I can. Oh, me sometimes. too. I love so it. So that'll be great. That's kinda of me. I, I'm I'm pretty low-key. I, I I we're foster parents, I guess I should say that. Yeah. Um I contract for our foster care agency to go out and talk to people about the need for foster parents. So if you're listening and you want to know more, let me know. Perfect. Um but uh yeah, so that's just kind of us. I run the vulnerable children ministry here at the church and so yeah. Okay.
0: Um, so as far as faith goes, Mm -hmm. what, where did that start? Where did, where did that start with you?
1: Um, so I was raised in a Christian home. Mm -hmm. Um, I was about six or seven when I came to accept Jesus as my savior and, um, you know, was just raised in the church, had a great childhood, uh, wonderful Christian parents, Christian grandparents, and, uh, went to college and kind of walked away from from it for a little bit because you know that's typically seems to be the the trend right i did for and it was maybe only about a semester or so um just i had to make it my own realize that you know god is who he is and that my faith is not based on my parents but it's it's based on my relationship with jesus right so i
0: think that's good i think i think um
1: it's scary for the parents, of course,
0: right? And I think it's almost problematic because of that. I think a lot of parents are afraid to kind of step back and say, like, "Hey, they have to own this themselves." Right. Like, you can't make anybody believe anything, right? You can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I do think that's common, though. Mm-hmm. Um, so that uh, that semester, you said you walked away. What what brought you back?
1: Um, I think I just. I didn't ever walk away completely it was just more of just really uh, an intense wrestling mm. that I was doing with it um I, it was like I tried to walk away but I there's something in me knew even deep down that um that, that it wasn't something I could walk away from completely and just really decided to wrestle through
0: sort of like a, a wilderness sort of situation Sunday, you know? yeah learning yeah. to rely on God. And,
1: you know, it was being away from home and everything for the first time. And, you know, big public university and yeah.
0: yeah. A million different options. And
1: mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. sure.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, okay. So after college, mm-hmm. you um, are now back in the faith pretty. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so... yeah. I went to, I went to church through most of college. Gotcha. After that semester gotcha. I was back in church. How are you
0: engaged? Like, uh, like, what were you doing with the church during that time?
1: Not all. Oh, there was a, you know, a youth ministry on campus that um, I did for a little while, and it wasn't a great fit for me. Um, and then, like I said, we were, I was just, I was going to church on Sundays, and that was kind of it.
0: Right. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, then you, and had you and Jimmy met yet?
1: Well, we met my junior year of college. Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. All right, and then yep.
0: when did you guys get married?
1: We got married, let's see, two years after I graduated. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: And then Chris's husband Jimmy works here at Oh, switch Valley <laughs> here at the uh, church, and he's hilarious. And I'm going to get him on here eventually. He's been on once. He's yeah. been on once, yep. but mm-hmm. we've got to get him on here and talk about some like aliens or something because he
1: yeah he would love he her.
0: secretly wants to. I he know this. <laughs> tries to find his excuses,
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: but, uh, yeah. And then you guys got, uh, how many kids together now? We have
1: three boys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So our oldest is um, almost 20. Then, uh, the middle one is 18. And then the youngest is, um, he'll be seven in like three weeks. Right. Mm-hmm. And then he is actually adopted. He's adopted to foster care. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: And so I know that was kind of a big part about what we wanted to kind of dive into and mm-hmm, talk about. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Where where do you think we we could start with just, you know, what what do people need to know about foster care first and foremost?
1: Um, (laughs) It is not something to be entered into lightly, as you would figure out quickly through training. Right. Um,
0: Do they almost try and scare
1: you off? No, no. I think a lot of times, this is what happened to us, and I think it's very common. You go in, you do your training, and you think, I got this. I mean, I have two biologicals. How hard can this be? Well, it's hard. It's totally different parenting. It's just, it's all different. And so when they tell you about trauma and um, trust-based relational intervention parenting and trauma-informed care, listen to what they're saying. Really take that to heart. Don't think that because you have parented other children that you can parent kids from trauma backgrounds. Right. I mean, you can, but you're probably not going to get the desired um,
0: effect. you probably mess things up a little bit, too, if you don't yeah. approach things properly.
1: I would, I would uh, imagine so. Okay. So, yeah. Okay. So, not to scare anyone.
0: Gotcha. <laughs> uh, what, what else was that process like, like just diving into foster care?
1: Yeah. Uh, you mean like once we were licensed, or um, or how did we get into it? Yeah,
0: like what what's the process of getting into it like?
1: So you can license straight through the county, and that is just a traditional license, and that takes fifteen hours of training plus all of your paperwork. You you have to do the same paperwork for both. It's a packet about like this, which is not nearly as tedious as it looks. Um, the forms, some of them, it's like. You have your name and check, 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 mm-hmm. and then you sign it, it you know. Um, or you can license through an agency. There are eight agencies in and around um, Indiana or Indianapolis, excuse me. We are licensed with an agency called Children's Bureau that serves Marion and then the Donut counties. Gotcha. Um, and they do a lot more than just foster care. But um, going through an agency, you have what's called a therapeutic license, and that. Uh, requires twenty hours of training instead of just fifteen. And then it's an additional twenty every year versus the fifteen every year. E- even to maintain that, even yes. that, wow. yes, okay. to maintain your license. Even that, wow. Yes. Okay, real
0: quick. So you were good at there the angle you were at. Mm-hmm. I just think oh, that'll myself okay. better. Sure. Um
1: so um, that is 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 basically it. The therapeutic license allows you to take children that are more um, emotionally or medically fragile. Gotcha. But they need more therapy. That's why it's called therapeutic. You can get an non therapeutic child with a therapeutic license, but theoretically it shouldn't go the other way. Okay. You shouldn't have a traditional license and get a therapeutic child.
0: Now, do you guys, are you guys still currently paying or still, still doing that every year?
1: We are. We we don't take a full-time placement. We just do respite placements right now. Okay. Um, but you still have to have the full license to be able to do that, gotcha. especially because um, our son was high medical when he came to us, and so we're probably more comfortable than many people are taking medical kiddos. So we want to keep that therapeutic license, um, to be able to help. Cause it's hard to find, it's hard to find respite anyway when you're a foster parent, but it's really hard when you have a medical kiddo.
0: Okay. So, um, so then he is still currently a foster child. So he yeah. is adopted. He's
1: adopted. Gotcha. He's so, adopted it too.
0: So when does that, are you still considered a foster parent though? And though he's we though
1: because it's still an active foster license. Mm-hmm. Gotcha.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. That, that, that was kind of confusing to me. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. Mm-hmm. No, there's just a lot it's of moving parts.
1: It all is like crystal clear to me because I've been in it for a while. Oh, oh, right. But right. When you're new to the game. Yeah. Well, that's anything though.
0: That's it, it. it. Um, okay. Um, so kind of like what, what's the journey been like, uh, now that you guys are currently in, like, well, like, now that you've adopted, now mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. you've kind of moved forward with it, uh, well, I've definitely moved forward with it, um, what, what's, what's life been like?
1: You know, uh, there are times where I still can't believe that I have a third kid. Right. Um, that was not our plan. We were not planning to foster to adopt. We were going to foster to foster, to give kids a temporary place while their biological family. Um, was able to, um, do whatever they needed to do to get their kids back. That was what we were going to do. We were going to foster little ones because at the time, um, leading up to the time we got our license, I had worked in preschool for seven years and was really comfortable with little kids and thought we would just foster little ones. And then once our, our older boys were, you know, out of the house, we wanted to foster teenagers because we you know there's a big need for that. Right. Lots of homeschool refused to take in teens and we did not, at the age the boys were when we were licensed, they were 10 and 12 when we first were licensed. We did not feel comfortable bringing in teens with trauma. Um, that makes sense. And so that's what we were going to foster teens after that. And then God brought us a three month old medically fragile baby and, um, that, um, was ended up, um, the change, the plan in his case changed to, adoption and so okay. we decided God was wanting us to move forward with that.
0: Have you ever considered fostering any more kids?
1: When he was three, uh, we brought in um, the most chill eight-month-old baby Floyd. Um No medical issues, you know, was very easy, a great eater, great sleeper, and it was just just very difficult for our son to to have him in the home, okay. So, ironically, he does well when we have respite placements, um, because I don't know if it's because they're medical. I don't know. Sometimes he knows the child outside of our home, right. and so he's okay with that. But sometimes even if he doesn't, he's he seems to do just fine with it. It's like he under- he somehow understands. Oh, this is just for a little bit, and I can right. do this, right? So,
0: is it is it like an attention okay. thing? Um, in the, Uh, in the other cases,
1: I, no, I think it's more of an anxiety kind of thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. He just, um, he does struggle with anxiety, which many children from trauma do. Like change
0: just, or? um,
1: He's just anxious.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: That's
1: fair. I'm anxious too. Me too. Me too. I don't judge. So. Yeah, so okay. it's kind of hard to explain. I mean, there were other issues that were way more um, problematic, I guess, but he, um, it all was rooted in anxiety. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, do you want me to start about, like, how we even, like, started this whole thing? Like, because we didn't get married and go, oh, you know what? Let's foster. Like, you know, some couples do that, and that's amazing. Like, before they even get married, we did not. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, let's
1: go there. Okay, so... Uh, My boys were about six and eight at the time when God brought the first family that we really were up close and personal with who had um, adopted from foster care. All of their children were adopted from foster care and they will freely admit that it was, life was a struggle for them. Their kids just all had um, different um, needs and issues and um they were not selling <laughs> foster care um, in any way. But the more time I spent with them, I was just drawn to it and knew that that's what God had for us. And Jimmy was not on that same page with me. It took him about three years before he really joined me in that. was like, yeah, let's do it. Um, because that's one thing I'll say. if, if I've, I've met enough couples where she wants to foster and he's just doing it for her mm-hmm. because both both um, parents have to be licensed. You have to go through the training and everything. Um, if he's just doing it for her, it will never work. Okay. It will never work because if you, you both have to be all in.
0: Now, when you say it will never work, mm-hmm. do you mean eventually just the fostering situation will fall through and that child will get placed back into a system or...
1: I I mean I mean
0: is that it, what happens it, put, it would put
1: policy. a lot it puts stress on a marriage anyway right because it's difficult and so bringing a child in and he's not on board with it he doesn't you know then it would mean potentially he's not helping he's not you know engaged then you know it's not going to be a good situation and the child will know too that, you know, right. he's not really interested.
0: Right. I mean, what would you say to somebody that was maybe thinking about mm-hmm. fostering, but their spouse isn't?
1: Wait and pray. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And, I mean, do you think it's safe to say don't feel too convicted um, negatively if it doesn't work out?
1: No. It's It's hard. It's hard to wait. And, like I said, I waited three years before Jimmy was like, okay, let's do this. Um, so yeah, um, if you, because it, it's just not going to be successful.
0: Right. Right. Probably more damage on everybody to just rush it. And child
1: included. Right. Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. And so then you you said it took about three years for Jimmy to come around and then. Yes.
1: And then, like I said, we were going to, um, just foster littles and then foster teens later on. So our son was actually our second placement. Our first placement, I'll just be real honest, we did not handle well. Our first placement, we so desperately wanted to jump in and foster and help because we knew there was a need that we took placement that one of the siblings was, because we said we would take two. We had room for two. We took two two girls, um, three and eight, and we had said we would take two kids, four and under. But they will always ask, will you take outside of your boundaries? Because... That's their job. They need it. Yeah. They're not trying to be pushy and you just have to say no and make your no me no. And and it's okay. There's no hard feelings. It's not, they're not going to call you again. They'll call you again. Right. But so we took this placement and I didn't fully understand how I needed to flex. I, I was expecting the children to be flexible in the situation Mm -hmm. and I was not flexible. And so it did not go well and we ended up having to disrupt the placement. Okay. Um, now part of it too, the, the eight year old that was a struggle too. She was close, or because our boys are 10 and 12. Mm-hmm. And so she was closer in age to them and it was just not good. Kind of competing or? Mm, she had, there were two, actually, they had two brothers also. So she was used to being around boys and, um, and very common. She was manipulative and um, it just was not a good fit for us. So, so then after that, we said, Okay, we'll take one. Right. We said, We'll take one for and under. And so, honestly, and now I'm not sure exactly what the situation is, but at the time, you weren't going to, it was rare to get a call for a kiddo that was under five that was going to be a single. Okay. More than likely, that. That baby, that toddler, was going to be part of a sibling group, because unfortunately, many children are not reported um, until they're in school.
0: What do you mean by that?
1: So, if if um, in in the state of Indiana, everyone is a mandatory reporter. So, like, if you suspect like that your neighbor is abusing or neglecting their child, you're supposed to call the hotline okay. and report it. It's totally anonymous; they will never know it was you, okay, unless you tell them. Right, but. People don't want to do that. Right. But teachers will. Okay. So five-year-olds are in kindergarten.
0: Man. So, so what you're saying is it just, it, it, it goes on way longer than it ever should. Yes. Okay.
1: Oftentimes. So we still don't know why our son was reported or who reported it because he's an only. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, that's, I mean, it's good though. I mean, did it happen that that soon?
1: It was, it was.
0: Um, was. okay.
1: Yeah. So then we didn't, that was in April um, when we first got licensed. Well, we'd been licensed for a little while. We did have to wait even for that placement. And then he came to us in uh, Labor Day weekend on a Friday night. Okay. I tell to pick him up.
0: Um, so I have questions okay. that I've always wondered.
1: Okay. Um, And if you ask me something, I'm not going to answer. I'll just tell
0: you. Okay. That's fine. That's fine. (laughs) Um, but something that's always been really, I don't have kids. I'm 28. I'm not married. Um, and so like, I've thought like, I, I'm a very like reflective person. I try and like put myself in situations Mm -hmm. and like, I just can't imagine what it would be like to be a dad. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um like
1: No, you can't.
0: Right. And like I always worry, like, you know, like am I gonna be able to love that kid right? Like one day when I am mm-hmm. a dad, like am I gonna be able to like be a good dad? Will. Um the
1: fact that you're worried about it right so you'll be fine.
0: Right. But here's my question though, is is it is there like a time frame when adopting or when fostering, mm-hmm. I guess adopt adopting, um, when they actually become your child legally. Mm-hmm. Um is that does it take time to like grow that connection to, to start like loving that kid? Like it's your own. You know what I mean?
1: Sometimes. I mean, we didn't have that with our son, I think probably because he was so, so um, in need of love mm-hmm. that it was easy to love him right. in spite of his medical needs, in spite of the fact that he had to be fed every three hours a feeding took an hour and he would puke probably seven of the eight feedings a day I didn't leave the house a whole lot in those first few weeks (laughs) like I just wore my pajamas and we used beach towels instead of blankets for him it was rough but it was it wasn't hard to love him but I'm sure with older kids who have behaviors and stuff like that from the outset Right. I'm sure it can be harder right. Um, and sometimes you know you, uh, you, I mean with your biologicals sometimes you don't always like them. Right. <laughs> right. So you know that's just I mean you know people are different right. and so you know sometimes it does take it but we didn't we didn't have that experience with, with him right but but I know many people that do. I know you know I have a friend who adopted a kiddo that she doesn't necessarily even like, but she had so many children come to her home that she thought she was going to adopt. Like they thought there was no way that this child was being reunified. And every time they were, but they told God at the beginning of their journey, if you bring a child here that needs a home for forever, we will give that child a home for forever. And so the one that they have adopted is one that, it's very challenging, but they are honoring their commitment to God. That's awesome. It is, um,
0: but it, just to clarify, too, for anybody listening, like it, what you said, it, it sounds harsh, but it, it's right. but it's not. No, Um when you get married to somebody, or when you're dating somebody, or when you're a friend with somebody, you can love that person and not always nice. like that person right. because people go through different times right. you know. Absolutely. Yeah. Um,
1: Absolutely. That's
0: why the commitment of marriage is
1: so important. Right. Yeah, um, you choose to love.
0: Exactly. And so
1: she doesn't really always like her ch- her, her child but she's choosing to love him right. and care for him. Right. And do for him what he needs.
0: Well, that's almost more admirable. You know, like I mean that you set aside your feelings and right. say no I'm going to love you anyways. Right. And that's what's more Christ like than that, you right. know. Right. Um okay. That's awesome. Um
1: did I answer your question. <laughs>
0: yeah, you definitely did. You definitely did. Uh sorry, I jump around a lot. It's, it's it's a mess up here. You yeah. <laughs> um so now mm-hmm. what like other than adoption, mm-hmm. uh other than you you guys aren't currently fostering any other kids. Do you have plans now to do that anymore? I don't know. Okay. Just, I'm
1: just trying to be open
0: wherever God takes you, right?
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so are you guys still involved though with, uh, like supporting other families that are doing that or, um, I know you, you, uh, what's the organization with the, the pillowcases that we're doing right, right now?
1: We're doing, um, currently for the month of May for foster care awareness month, we are doing, um, removal bags, pillowcase removal bags, um, for DCS. Johnson County right. DCS and mm-hmm. it, and
0: it's uh, what 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 do you call that though for the, the there's a classification of the children um is it trouble not trouble but um like coming from like kind of difficult backgrounds uh, uh, you you vulnerable, vulnerable children there, there was I didn't want to <laughs> I, like,
1: so I didn't want to go out, out on a sorry. limb and call it
0: the wrong thing I'm sorry
1: sorry
0: <laughs> um, right. but yeah no I, I've only I didn't even know this was a like a thing the but. but Currently, uh, you were talking about getting the, the these bags, basically homemade bags mm-hmm. for the kids to put right. their belongings in. Right. Would you, you want to talk about that a little sure. bit? Sure.
1: So typically when kids are removed, it's um, DCS, the removal worker, will have a bag of black plastic trash bags in their car. And when the child is removed, each child gets a black plastic trash bag. You put your stuff in and that's from the outset of the situation tells the child your stuff is trash. Like I can't imagine if if someone came to my house and said, all right, you've got like 10 minutes, everything that is most precious to you in the world, put it in this black plastic trash bag because you're leaving and you might not see the rest of the stuff ever.
0: Right. And so. So the cherry on top of the situation, right?
1: Right, exactly. So, Johnson County DCS and Marion uh, also, we're primarily focusing on Johnson County, but if we get an abundance, we'll send some to Marion also. Um, we are doing a drive to collect pillowcase bags um, that the, the DCS has already said yes, we will absolutely have our workers use these bags to give to children to put their things in. Um, you know, who knows if they will use it beyond that, but at least. They're not getting the message that they're trash and their things are trash and it's worthless. Um, so yeah, so the bags are, they can be made from an actual pillowcase. You basically just can put in a drawstring and sew up the cut, um, at the top because we need to have a drawstring so the bag will cinch shut. Okay. Or people can, um, just sew something similar to the, you know, same size as a pillowcase. And, um, again, put in a drawstring. And it's easy peasy. There are tons of ways to do it like on Pinterest and you just Google right. it pillowcase bag. Mm-hmm. Right. As long as it's yeah.
0: functional and it Right. It's
1: absolutely it's nicer
0: than a trash bag, right? right. I mean,
1: absolutely. And if people do use pillowcases, we just want them to be not pilled or worn right. or stained right. or things like that, you know. Sometimes people think, Well, it's better than a trash bag, but it Right. But but it would still the, want to be respectful absolutely the idea yeah.
0: is to allow this kid to know that they're cared for that they right. are a valuable right. child of god you know absolutely okay
1: absolutely
0: um have you guys been getting a lot of support with that
1: we have we have quite a few people that um, have signed up to sew and then just I've got some other ladies in the church that that are known to to sew and enjoy that and so they've kind of put put it out to kind of their little circles and um, yeah, so I think we're probably going to vastly exceed the 100 bag. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, if people wanted to help with that, how could they reach out?
1: Um, they can just, um, call the church or I don't know. Do you want me to put my email out? Here? Yeah, don't throw in your email <laughs> out there. You don't have to do that. They can call the church.
0: So get a hold of, get a hold yep. of us here at New Hope Church, yeah. uh, New Hope Greenwood, mm-hmm. uh, become is how you could reach us, uh, or you could email us at Questions that become hope, and uh, we'll get you. We'll get you hooked up with the right people.
1: And, and you know, if you're not here locally, you're listening somewhere else. Every place has a DCS office, and more than likely, a DCS office would be glad to accept those. Oh, that'd be friends. fantastic.
0: I mean, mm-hmm. if you, yeah, I mean, if if this could be a thing that started happening everywhere, that would be phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. Yeah. So talking about foster care talking about adoption how have you seen god working in your life in your and Jimmy's lives and in the lives of your kids just through this time through this process or maybe even in the lives of other people you
1: know you know just um being able to step into other people's lives and step into their mess it gives just the opportunity to just um, glimpse what God does for us, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Not that we're a savior. I don't mean that, but um, just to, I don't even know how to explain. It's just, it's so overwhelming um, to, to know that you're part of this bigger picture. And, you know, with, with adoption, you know, God has adopted, adopted us. And so, to go, okay, as as much as I love my son, and I'm so thankful that even though we are not related biologically, but he is mine. I've chosen him to be my son. That That overwhelming feeling that I feel about him, that God feels so much more about us. Right. And that's so humbling.
0: And, I mean, in a way, you are not obligated to love him. But you do. And that's how God is with us. Right. He doesn't have to, right. but he does. Right. And so uh, yeah, it puts things in perspective maybe. Right.
1: Just, and just, just having that opportunity to like fully understand what that, what that scripture means. Right. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, there's, I don't, I don't even know. I mean, I, I, I could talk for hours about, you know, what God has done. You know, I know that he has, in our older boys' lives he's definitely um changed I think their trajectory, especially our older son, our oldest on, you know, his um career path. Mm-hmm. Um working with vulnerable uh, peoples is, you know, kinda what his he feels his life's calling is. And I don't know that he would have necessarily I mean God can do anything, of course. But I think being um, in the foster and adoptive world just helped him cue into that. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. And so um, it's just, it's, it's amazing to just kind of sit back and watch and go, I did not see that coming. Right. And then um, with our other son, just, just to see the tenderness that he has um, with, with all people of special needs that. I would not have expected. I mean, he's a great kid, but he's not always been great with kids. Mm -hmm. And so just to, just to see the way he is with his brother and to see how he is with other kids. It's
0: it's cool to see them interact. Yeah,
1: Yeah. it is. He does a good job. You know, he does.
0: He's, he's patient. (laughs) (laughs) And sometimes (laughs) I hear, I can hear his voice running a little thin and he still holds it together, you know? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So that's, you know, we've all had the opportunity to practice our patience. Right. Yes. Right. Yes. So That's awesome. Yeah. So it's just, it's been a blessing okay. to see them.
0: Well, I think the coolest thing about this is it's not really church related, mm-hmm. but it's ministry. Mm-hmm. Um, this is serving. Mm-hmm. And we've been trying to push that on well, push that on people. Uh, we've, we've been trying to help people understand that, that, mm-hmm. that ministry doesn't always look like, oh, hey, let's go have a Bible study. Oh, hey, let's go as a church and go do this thing. It's, no, it's like, it's serving God. Jesus breaks down the greatest commandments as love God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, strength. Love your neighbor as you'd love yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what you're doing. That's what you're doing here and i hope people can be encouraged to learn that you can serve in a lot of different capacities and it doesn't always look like church it doesn't have to look like church mm-hmm. um it's about loving people mm-hmm. yeah
1: yeah
0: i agree would you tell any like like what wise words would you leave with anybody
1: <laughs> oh man i don't know Pretty humble. (laughs) (laughs) You're assuming I have wise words, Zach. I don't know. It's
0: any advice?
1: Don't overthink it. There you go. Maybe think if you think that it might be for you, just try it. There's 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 no reason not to. Like to get your foster license. The only thing that costs you, if you go through Children's Bureau, I don't know about others and that, it's probably the exact same, but you only have to pay for your fingerprinting.
0: Okay. Which is like thirty. Well, yeah, I was going to say it's like 20 or 30 bucks, right? And
1: even, even that, once you are fully licensed and you take your first placement and turn in your receipt, they'll reimburse you for that. Like, really? it doesn't cost you anything but some time. Wow. And know. if nothing else, you'll come out better educated. More well-rounded individual. You'll right. understand about trauma to some degree. You'll, you know, have met other people, and you know that's never wasted.
0: No, no, that would help. I, it's it's always good to put yourself in somebody else's shoes. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I myself struggle with empathy in a lot of ways because. I just don't know what other people are feeling uh, because I'm not them, you know. But whenever you see other people going through something and you're right there, man, it helps. It does. Right. So I think that's great. Um. So if if somebody did want to get involved with that sort of thing, Mm -hmm. where should they go? What what should they do to to kind of step or to to get a hold of the right people to do this?
1: So if they are um wanting to foster just through the county, you can just go to your local. Just look up, you know, your county name and DCS. Okay. Um, and then they will route you through um to find out, you know. I am guessing a lot of places are still doing virtual training, which makes it even easier to get your license. You know, you have to go, okay, and I gotta be there on this time and you know, get childcare, child care, whatever, and if you can do it from home, that's even better. Um, if you want to go through an agency, I always encourage people to um you know, check out a few agencies, look at their website, see what it says, talk to other foster parents that are, that you know, they are licensed through um, them. You know, look on Facebook, find adoption or foster um, support groups um, like the, the Indiana Adoption and Foster Care page. It's a huge page. You don't have to be a foster or an adoptive parent to be on there. Okay. Um, you can just um, apply to be on. And then um, I can't remember if it's one that asks you questions. But, um, you can be on there and then you can just post and say, Hey, we're thinking about this and, you know, or what do you know about this agency or what do you know about this agency? And, um, yeah.
0: Okay. So it sounds so like it's, it's not hard to find out how to get connected. No. And it sounds I mean, like I'm
1: happy to talk to anybody. If anybody wants to get in touch with me, just contact the church and yeah. I'll, I'll be glad to, to chat about anything.
0: Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Well, Hey, Chris, thanks for hanging out. Thanks Thank for you. talking about this. And sure. It wasn't so bad, right? That's all right. Yeah, all, right all right. All right. Fair <laughs> enough. But, uh, yeah. So if you guys have any questions for us here at new hope on how to get connected with this stuff, or if you've got questions for us to cover here on salty saints or on one of the other podcasts, you can reach us through questions at become com or at question or sorry at salty saints at become hope.com. Um, yeah I think that's about it so stay salty there it is